Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. I pray you and your family are well and divinely protected with a hedge of protection from our Heavenly Father. How are you today? How are you, bro? How are you, sis? As for me, all is well. And I pray all is well with you. So I was in the presence of the Spirit of God and I'm just... I'm, I love the Holy Spirit because he always leads you to what you need. It's always on time. And the Lord led me to Psalms 51, which is to me a Psalms of repentance. And it definitely keeps me humble. It definitely keeps me at the feet of Christ because we have all fallen short to the glory of God. We can never get so high minded with our walk with God, no matter how good we think we are, that we must stay in a posture of repentance. We don't know if we grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't know if we got out of position. We don't know all the time. So I love when the Holy Spirit checks my spirit and keeps me before the feet of God and saying, Lord, if there's anything I've done, have mercy on me lead me by your spirit that I may walk right that I will be in position so my heart was just going before the Lord and I said you know what I'm just going to share with my brothers and sisters right now we're at this time where so much is going on and it's like I said we can easily get frustrated easily get angry so many people are you know down and out and you know a little bit discouraged they want to get back to work you know there's a lot going on right now and you could be angry you could be frustrated you could you know be in your flesh say things that you really don't mean do things that you really don't mean to do and you have to go before the Lord and say you know what Lord forgive me you know, I've, I've let my feelings or I've let the circumstances cause me to respond in a way that is not bringing glory to the kingdom. So I repent, Lord. And I just wanted to share this with my brothers and sisters. And even though I'm pretty sure you guys are aware of Psalms 51, but just to be mindful and just to go back. I, I love just going back. I've read Psalms 51 a dozen times but it does something to me every time I read it it does something to my spirit it takes me to that place where I can envision David going before God and just saying Lord Lord have mercy on me forgive me for my sins creating me a clean heart so I'm just going to just read the word of God because that is what quickens that is what heals that's what delivers not my word, the word of God. So let's just go into the word of God and we're just going to read Psalms 51. And I pray that the Holy Spirit ministers to your spirit as you hear it, that it convicts you to repentance, that it brings you to that place that you get on your knees and go before God and say, it's just me and you. And this is my heart. God loves when we come to him honestly and naked, just getting naked before God. So once again, enough of my rambling. Let's go to the word of God. Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitudes of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against thee and only thee have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightst be justified when thy speaketh and be clear when thy judges behold I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me 
Behold, thy desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with high scop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and a renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors, transgressioners thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud the righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thy desires not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thy delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasures unto Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thy be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Amen. For the word of God is already blessed. I love this Psalms. Have mercy on me with your loving kindness. When was the last time that you went before the Lord and was honest enough to say, against thee and thee alone have I sinned and done this evil in your sight? When was the last time that you went before the Lord and said, I acknowledge my transgressions and I acknowledge my sin? When was the last time that you went to God and said, you know what? You're justified when you do what you do. You're the greatest judge. You're a good judge. When was the last time that you went before the Lord and said, you know what? Purge me. Purge me of this. I don't want to be like this no more. I don't want to talk like this no more. I don't want to act like this no more. I don't want to be angry and bitter and unforgiving. When was the last time you truly went before the Lord with a pure heart to say, purge me that I may be clean. Wash me that I could be whiter than snow. And meant it. Not saying it just to say it, but to say, Lord, I really don't want to be like this. And that's why I love when it says that it it's not a burnt offering that he's looking for, but a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. That's when you got to the point that you're so done with your sin. You're so done with your nasty attitude. You're so done with unforgiveness. You're so done being the you that you are. You're done that your spirit is broken. Like, I don't want to be like this no more. That is the kind of broken heart God is looking for. That is that contrite heart that God is looking for that you want to change, that there is a desperation in your cry, that there is a desperation. Desperation in your prayer. I want to be clean before you, God. 
I don't have no burnt offerings. I don't I don't have nothing to put on the altar right now. But what I do have is this broken spirit and this contrite heart. I'm tired. I don't want to live like this no more. Father, forgive me. I acknowledge that I have a bad attitude. I acknowledge that I got this unforgiveness. I acknowledge, Lord. My sin is ever before you. I can't hide it. I can't hide it. I can't pretend. I can't mask it. And the, the funny thing about this quarantine is that it's exposing a lot. It's exposing so much things that you could hide because you can go outside and you can, you know, put your anger and put your frustration and other things that you can't do right now because things are shut down. So your spouse is seeing another version of you. Your children are seeing another version of you because you can't hide it anymore. There's no way you can run. And that's one thing I can say that this quarantine is exposing the real. And God is allowing it to be exposed so you can be healed, so you can acknowledge. Because we cannot be healed if we don't first acknowledge we have a problem. It's easy to run away and then think that it's the other person and blame other people for our responses and our reactions. But at this time when we cannot run and we're being angry and our attitude is this way and we're responding that way, we can't blame nobody but ourselves. We are now in a position where we can't run. We can't run to the club. We can't run to the bar. We can't run to the park and play ball. We can't run to this and that. No, we're in that house with our spouse and our children and even some of us with ourselves. And we are faced to deal with our issues, deal with our problems, deal with our sin. And we have to go before God and say, I acknowledge I'm a mess. I've been covering up and pretending for a while, Lord, but I'm in this position where I can't pretend anymore. I can't hide it anymore. I have no outlet to use to mask this anger. I have no outlet to use to mask this frustration. I have no other outlet and I'm being exposed right now. God is doing a lot in the midst of this quarantine. And if you let him expose you, not to harm you, but to heal you. Then when you read Psalm 51, you can say it with a contrite heart. You can say it in a way that you are done because you look at the man in the mirror. You're looking at the woman in the mirror and you say enough is enough. Wash me that I may be clean. Wash me that I may be white as snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, O God. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out my inequities because I acknowledge them and they are ever before you. I can't hide them no more and I'm being exposed. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. God is doing so much at this hour. He is doing so much in this hour. And if we can grab a hold of it and if we can see and what the Lord is doing and, and really allow him to go deep and do this deep surgery. Because like I said, it it's causing us to be exposed. We're being exposed because we can't run. We can't hide. So there's a lot coming up. There's a lot of desires coming up. There's a lot of, you know, things that you tried to hide. It's coming up because you can't hide. You can't go nowhere. 
You can't do what you used to do to mask it. And many are frustrated, many are angry, and many are arguing, and many are fighting. I haven't seen so much anger to the anger that I'm seeing right now. Why? Because people have no outlet. But if they take what they used to do and give it to God, and that's really what, that's another exposure. God is exposing that if you were, if I was your outlet, you wouldn't be as angry. If I was your outlet, you wouldn't be arguing. If I was your outlet, you wouldn't be lusting. If I was your outlet, you wouldn't be prideful. If I was your, imagine if God was our outlet before this pandemic. But many of us are frustrated and angry and mad and we can't go nowhere. So we're taking stuff out on people that don't deserve it. We're snapping on people who don't deserve it. Because I'm frustrated and I can't do what I used to do before all of this happened. And I believe God is so strategic in everything that he does that he allows us to see ourselves This is what's still in you. And the things that you thought you were over is not over. And you're you're having these thoughts and you're having these feelings and so much is coming up. And it's like, what can I do with this? I can't go play ball and, you know, just get this off my mind. I can't go run to the park and run it off. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm stuck here to deal with it on my own. But you're not on your own. But if you take it, but if you take it to the altar and begin to make God your outlet at this hour, God, I want you to be my outlet. I'm frustrated, Lord. I want to talk to you. I'm a little angry, Lord. I need to talk to you. I got these thoughts. I really don't like them, but I want to talk to you, Jesus. Purge me with hiscop that I shall be clean. This is what we have to do at this hour. I believe that God is truly exposing us. God is truly showing us us. And if we can accept it and, and thank God and be grateful that he exposes us to ourselves, he shows you what you're still dealing with, what you're still wrestling with, the things that you, you thought you were delivered from that you, you're seeing now. You know what? I'm really not delivered. I thought I was delivered. And the enemy would love for you to say, oh, you're not saved. The enemy would love for you to say, God has forgotten you. The enemy would love to say God is angry at you he hasn't forgiven you and that is a lie but what God will do he will allow some things to spew up so you can see that there's some stuff still in you God constantly heals God constantly cleans God constantly is on the delivery table he's constantly having doing surgery on us day after day he's healing day after day he's taking the gook and the grim and the the dirt out of us So I believe this time and this hour, if we can look past, you know, not being able to go outside and not being able to go to work and just look past all that and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to really let you do what you're doing in me because it's so much that he is doing so much. God is doing at this hour and I want to grab a hold of it and I want you to grab a hold of it so that we can be healed, that we can be whole, lacking nothing lacking nothing that we come out of this on the other side that we come out of this on top we come out of this heel we come out of this hole we come out of here with a fresh perspective we come out of this you know ready to get in position ready to get on our job ready to get on our post ready to win souls for the kingdom ready to really connect and network with the body of christ and really be warriors for the kingdom of heaven this is the time 
And if we could get our heart right now and get our mind right now and get our spirit right now and go before God and say, you know what? I acknowledge me. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge I'm still battling with this. I acknowledge this attitude. I acknowledge this pride. I acknowledge this lust. Lord, I acknowledge it. It's against you and you alone have I sinned. And I'm bringing it at your feet. I'm bringing it at your feet. Because you desire truth from me. Not me pretending, not me justifying, not me blaming any and everybody for my responses, but you desire truth from my inward parts that I'm accountable, that I'm accountable for what I'm doing, that I'm accountable for what I'm saying, that I'm accountable for how I act and respond. You desire truth in the inward parts of me. And I believe that the Lord will begin to go in, go in and purge us and creating us that clean heart and creating us that clean spirit. Because now is the time to really like he's coming back. He's truly coming back. And the enemy, he is doing his best. He is on his job day and night. He ain't going to quit. He is looking for one that he can devour. And if we're not sensitive in the spirit and if we're not discerning that this is the time to get truly right before the lord to truly get right that this is not an you know that god will turn it around for our good but to really go deeper and get into the spirit and say lord you're doing something lord you're moving and i don't want to be left behind because we always want god to check other people but how often do we go to god and say lord check me do inventory on me. What's going on in my mind? What's going on in my heart? How am I responding properly? Am I acting properly? Because we quick to judge everyone else. We're quick to talk about how somebody else did what they how they respond. But we really need to start with us. We really need to start with us. And it, it's funny, I had saw this quote, and I, hopefully I say it right. And I really don't remember who it's from. But it said, I tried to change the world, but I knew the only person that I can really change is myself. And when I changed myself, it impacted my family. My family impacted the community. The community can impact the town. And then a town can impact the nation and a nation can impact the world. And I thought that was really awesome. And I know I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't say it correctly. But the point that I'm trying to make is that before we can change the world, we have to first change ourselves. We're the first person that needs to change, that needs to evolve, that needs to grow. And when we go to God and acknowledge that there's some things that needs to change, there's some things that need to be uprooted, there's some things in me that I don't want in the next season in my life. I acknowledge it. I see it. I come before the throne room of grace and I repent of it. I don't want it. I want to grow, Lord. I want to grow. I want to be better in the next season of my life. And when you begin to do that and you go before God, God with a contrite heart, with a broken spirit, because that is what he's requiring. God will begin to do what is necessary. God will begin to purge us of those things that hinders us. And when we begin to perform different and respond different, it will impact our family because we will talk to them different. We will treat them different. We love on them different. And how we treat them is how they will treat those when they go outside, you know? 
Like, it, it really starts with us. It really does. And I'm just really grateful. I'm really grateful that the Lord loved us so much that he gave us his spirit to truly direct us and take us and lead us for the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And if we let it do that, if we let the word be that lamp and that light that we truly need, we will not walk in darkness. We will not be ignorant of what God is doing in this season. We won't be ignorant of what the enemy is trying to do, but we will be in tune and we will be in alignment. And that's what it's about being in alignment. So I love Psalms 51 because to me, it keeps me in a posture of repentance. It keeps me aligned with God. It keeps me in a, you know, a fresh perspective okay lord i'm not you know we like i said we can all think of ourselves higher than we ought to but the bible says war unto him who thinks of himself more than he ought to we should never think of ourselves higher than we ought to and I, don't misinterpret yes i am fearfully and wonderfully made i am the head i am above i am more than a conqueror but i am also able to fall short to the glory of god and when I know that it keeps that balance and it keeps you humble, I am all the Bible says that I can be, but I also know that I'm in this flesh and I also know that I fall short and I also know that I can miss the mark and I also know that I could grieve the Holy Spirit of God and I also know no matter how awesome I think I am, there's also another side. So I love Psalms 51 because it definitely keeps me in this posture of repentance. And I just wanted to share this with my brothers and sisters, that you be mindful to go before the Lord and say, Lord, check me, check my spirit. What's going on with me? What's going on with me right now? How, how you know, how am I talking to my family? How am I talking to my children? How am I talking to, you know, my family? Because it is going to impact their lives and how their feeling is going to impact others' lives. And it, it's that ripple effect. It is truly that ripple effect. You can, you know, we can give love and it will produce love. But if we give hate, it's going to produce more hate. So we have to be mindful and, and be accountable for how we respond in the midst of every situation at this hour, because it will be a ripple effect. And how I treat you is going to be how you may treat someone else. And it's not fair, but it's that effect. And it's important that we all be accountable for our actions and accountable for the words that come out of our mouth. So with that being said, I just really wanted to share this with you guys. It was on my heart as I read it and it blessed me. And like I said, it kept me in a heart of repentance and say, you know what, Lord, you know, check my spirit, check my heart. You know, I'm doing internal revenue because like with me going to work and I get... I do get easily frustrated sometimes. So I have to always say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. This just aggravated me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. But to be mindful of staying in that posture of repentance, say, Lord, creating me a clean heart and a right spirit. And I believe right now we all need a right spirit because we need to be in the right frame of mind to really love and support and especially our family members that are nurses and doctors and our family members that are police and firemen at this hour we we have to learn to love on them a little more and give them an extra a little extra mercy because you know they're frustrated with everything they're going through and even to have that that heart of compassion for those who are frustrated who are undergoing a lot of 
of pressure because of this, because of their workload, because of what they're going through, that maybe they're a little snappy, maybe they're a little bit, you know, out of norm and to say, you know what, I'm going to have mercy for them. I'm going to have compassion for them because I see they're frustrated. I see they're going through stuff because they have a weight on their shoulders as a nurse and as a doctor or as a fireman or a police or what have, who have you, all essential workers right now. Every essential worker that has to be on their job right now could be a little frustrated, could be a little bit out of the norm. And not only for us to be mindful of what we're saying, but also to have an extra portion of compassion for them, for them, for them. I think that is key, having a renewed spirit right now to say, you know what? Yes, I want you to create in me a clean heart and give me a renewed spirit that I can have the compassion that is necessary at this hour, that I can have the compassion to, you know, let my love cover a multitude of transgressions towards me because maybe they're angry or maybe they're mad or maybe, you know, they're just hurting over a situation. So many people, you know, so many people lost their loved ones and there's so much going on. So people are on on edge and we have to have compassion for them. We have to be merciful to them. You know, the Bible says mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice and to have that right spirit that you mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice but don't add fuel to the fire that's what you know where my heart is right now that we have to have that renewed spirit in us and not adding fuel to the fire because it's so much it is a lot and if we let God be our outlet and we begin to go to the altar and let everything out not don't don't take it out on nobody take it out at the altar that's what I love about God you can just go to the altar and just be real just be real with God you ain't got to pretend you ain't got to sugarcoat it how I be feeling is how I talk to him I be like Lord uh uh-uh this 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 that and the third but it keeps me from getting on people it keeps me from getting out of character and I love God for that I love that he's given us that that outlet that he's given us that way of escape that we can go boldly to the throne room of grace and really give God what's on our heart what's on our mind and we don't have to sugarcoat it I don't have to sugarcoat it. I could be as real as I possibly can. So this is the hour. This is the hour to go before God. Take all of your frustrations to God. Take your anger to God. Everything you're feeling, take it to the Lord. Let him be your outlet. And let him pour into you. Let him creating you that clean heart. Let him creating you that right spirit. So that not only is your heart clean, but you have the he's pouring in more love and more mercy and more compassion in you that you can extend it to others. So his glory could be rise up among us in our homes and our jobs and everywhere we are. It's so needed right now. So I pray that this this. Go, go read Psalms 51 because I could read it all day. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when you listen to stuff, it, it works. But it's nothing like you reading the word of God on your own. As much as I appreciate all of you, I appreciate and thank each and every one of you for joining me and listening. It's nothing like le- reading the word of God for yourself. I will always tell you, go read it for yourself. Because the word of God is alive and active. And I can read it and it'll say something to me. And then you'll turn around and read it. And it'll say something else to you because the word is alive. And that's why I always say, brother, go read the word. My sister, go read the word. Because God want to talk to you personally. There could be something in Psalm 50. 
but the one that you really need that God really wanted to point out to you. So go read it. Even if you have read it before, it's a good place to be. It's a good posture to say, Lord, forgive me. I acknowledge my sin. I'm not blaming nobody. I am being 100% accountable and I'm coming before the throne and I'm getting on my knees and I'm coming before my father. And I believe that the Holy Spirit of God will begin to pour fresh oil on you and begin to give you wisdom and insight on what it is that he is requiring at this hour. So my brother and my sister, I pray that you are blessed and I pray that you are well. And until I speak to you again, I love you. Bye bye.